Hey everyone, welcome to the Ray Hart Rundown. Hey guys, welcome back. Okay, you know the the Christmas music is starting to get catchy. Yeah, a little every bit. every episode it changes and it's starting to get a little a little catchy. <laughs> I, I, I'll probably be sad when it's over, but I won't be. <laughs> you're you're done. You're over it. You're oh yeah, so, dude. You're so pass it. Christmas music always starts in like November. It's actually in the, in the stores and everything. It used to start the day after Thanksgiving. The right. Christmas music would start. Right. Now it starts like the day after Halloween. And it's, <laughs> it's just starting to get annoying already. But we only got, you know, one week left. So That's right. Because we only have one more week till Christmas, uh, the Patreon exclusive gifts yep. for our Patreon members will be going out this week, later this week. Yeah, you should have them just before Christmas. Right. You know, so special thanks to Patreon for setting that up for us. Yeah. Oh, and also special thanks to uh, Erica Lopez for signing up for our uh, associate producer level. Oh, there you go. So new new associate producer. Yeah, which is really great. Um, great level. I mean, that's the one that starts you with your exclusive merch and everything for Correct. the rundown. Whenever uh, you know, every three months you get a new. That's the loyalty merch, right? That's, like, yeah, the loyalty stay, program. That's the word I was looking for. If you stay like every three months, you get another <laughs> yeah, a, a new get, piece uh, of merch. Yep, and it's also it has a lot of our lost segments and stuff. Some of the stuff that we cut out of here. So she's gonna have a lot more stuff to laugh at and <laughs> make fun <laughs> of us our, for our mic checks yeah. and stuff, which I don't even think we've actually discussed on the show. Uh, no, we don't. I don't know if we have or not. No, I don't know. But, but our mic a, checks are are pretty hilarious. Yeah, and, there so. is a lot more audio that actually gets put onto Patreon. Yeah, there will, so. and there will even be more audio going forward. In, oh, absolutely! Into Patreon now. Yeah. So there you go, Erica. Thank you for signing up and yes. supporting us. Thank you, Erica, yeah. for becoming an associate producer with the Ray Hart Rundown. Okay, so before we dive into Christmas, because we set up on Patreon, we uh-huh. set up a vote for our Patreons to vote right. on what Christmas movies they wanted us to kind of go behind the scenes or deep dive on. Right now. When we do these behind-the-scenes deep-dive things, we've come to realize that doing a deep-dive for a very long time can get kind of boring a little yeah. bit. Or it can, it can drag it can, out a little bit. It can drag out, and it can also show up where there's a lot of stuff people already know. Yeah. So what we've decided to do is just kind of shorten the deep-dives on the movies that we do and try to only dig for the pieces that are not known like yeah, by everybody. That you can't find. That you can't just find on, yeah. you know whatever tmz or whatever we're gonna be doing the deep deep dive but right. shorter but it'll be smaller. <laughs> so so the anyway so the patreon fans all voted and out of all the christmas movies for this week's episode the muppets christmas carol won right on it came really close with home alone oh yeah so it, was, it was for home alone one and two right right so it looks to be like we'll be doing the muppets christmas carol here and then we'll be putting another poll uh, for our Patreons to do with other with other films. And I'll just take the top, probably just the top three from the last poll, and it'll be just those, which okay. I think ended up being like Home Alone, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, and I want to say Elf, but I'm not sure. Yeah, would have to look back on that. Um, I know Rudolph was definitely up there, because I was kind of looking forward to doing that one, because that was from my childhood. And the there's not much, but there's not much. There's really not much. Well, I mean, it's a claymation, so it's really doing a deep dive on that. I mean, the only thing the only thing I do know on a side note is that there's a on a side note when it comes to claymation is that there's three brothers, I think it's three brothers in L.A. that do a lot of the claymation stuff. 
Oh, wow. Yeah. Like, they did the claymation for Elf and things like that, so. Oh, right on. So, going forward, if we have to, any, to do any claymation in the future. It's brother. It's brothers against brothers. We gotcha. might, well, not even that. So much. <laughs> we may have to call him and actually just yeah. ask him to do it for us. Yeah, that's true. Okay, but before we start on the Christmas, before we jump right into the Muppets Christmas Carol, there's a couple of things in in Hollywood that came across my desk that I'm like, let me just go ahead and announce them okay. real fast, real real quick. Even though they don't have anything to do with Christmas, just to change it up a little bit, uh, to pull away from the holiday just for a second. Uh, the thing we always talk about: Zack Snyder's new Justice League. Yeah. The four-hour HBO Max. Super excited. Super excited. He came out finally and said, this could be rated R. <laughs> Fuck yes. Well, yes. the downside is is that he came out and said, this could be rated R. And it's the, that's, the big question is, is will HBO Max still be cool with it? Why, why wouldn't they? they? I don't know. I don't know why HBO. that's even. I don't. Again, I don't know. That's why I thought it was weird. That's why I'm bringing it up because I don't because know why. Would maybe? I don't know because I don't know why they would. Why? Who cares? It's, there's a lot of rated R movies on HBO Max. Yeah, so, but there's not a whole lot of rated R movies in Marvel and DC. The, you're right. Deadpool is the one that broke the fourth wall. On you're that. right. There is not a lot of rated R, especially the Justice League, like with all the characters right. things. So we'll see how that plays out. But there is still in the works. Um, I mean, I would assume that HBO would be okay with it because you've got your original cut, which you can show your kids, right? Which would be, you know, PG thirteen because it's a superhero thing, right? And then you can have the one for the the adults. So I think that they would be okay with it. But the I mean, only thing that it did, knows? the only thing that it did mention was is that if HBO Max or Warner Brothers plan to have a theatrical release, the rated R would hurt them. Oh, you see, yeah, like when it comes to superhero movies, it's very. It's very iffy. Yeah, but didn't um, hurt Deadpool. This is true. <laughs> it's... Uh, we all heard that uh, Marvel and Disney, you know, and Disney came out with it was coming out with a whole bunch of Star Wars spinoffs. Oh, yeah. Just Star Wars spinoff after Star Wars spinoff after Star Wars spinoff. They, they have a spinoff coming out called Endor, right? They're, it's called uh, Andor. A-N-D-O-R. I don't know. I haven't looked it up. I only know bits and pieces of everything. Oh, I was so, hoping for a whole fucking Ewok series. I know, right? A whole... <laughs> there used well, to be a, that's on the moon of Endor. There used anyway. to be an Ewok wow, cartoon my nerd back showing. in the day. There what? used to be an Ewok cartoon back in the day. Oh, really? Yeah. We still need to watch your Christmas special. <sighs> the, the unreleased 1970s yes. two-hour Christmas film. The Star Wars holiday special. That George Lucas would hope I, never ever came out. Yeah, just ever. in case anybody's curious, there is a holiday Christmas special that's been lost. It was exclusive for television, and I actually have a bootleg copy on DVD. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. It was two hours long with all of the original, like... Fucking characters, right? All the original Han actors. Solo and, and like, I don't know. Uh, Christmas and Star Wars. I'm and super excited, and it's like you got to meet Chewbacca's excited. wife and kids and I, shit in it. Like, <laughs> I'm super excited to see this. Um, all right. Well, maybe Christmas Day. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, another quick announcement. Remember that movie? She's all that. This is no. this, the only reason I bring this up is because it was a 1999 romantic type comedy. And being a the 90s one? Okay, kid, I'm figuring that I'm coming is, at you. Well, yeah, but all the, some of those 90s like high school movies, they all kind of blend together. Is She's All That. Is that the one that's like he, that's she's ugly or supposedly ugly and then like makes her pretty to right. make her prompt? It has okay. Rachel so Lee Cook. It was based off of Not Another Teen Movie. Well, okay, it no, wasn't based not, off. That was based off of. Right. I was saying Not Another that. Teen that's Movie what I meant. Reverse parody. Right. Made a yes. parody of it. So she, I, I always revert to Not Another Teen Movie. <laughs> so Miramax's, which Miramax isn't around anymore, but Miramax's, um, She's All That, 
came out in 1999. It was a romantic comedy right. starring Rachel Lee Cook and Freddie Prince Jr. Right. Well, now there's a remake coming. It's been 20 years. Why wouldn't we remake it? Because yeah. we can't come up with anything new. There's a remake coming now called He's All That, and it's going to flip the flip roles. Flip the script, yeah, a little bit. Now, Rachel Lee Cook is actually coming back as her character in it, but clearly as probably a teacher a, or yeah, something a else, whatever. Or, yeah, uh, Addison Addison Ray, no idea. Social media and stuff, and Tanner Buchanan are going to be playing the roles, which apparently is again they're they're. 20-something-year-old, so why okay. not? Sure. The only other thing... I don't think I have anything else. I think that was it as far as movie stuff before heard, diving uh, back in to Christmas. I heard the new Mortal Kombat movie got pushed back. Oh, that's right. It did. It got pushed till April. Mortal Kombat got pushed till April. Tom and Jerry might get pushed. Right. Um... There's a bunch of... I mean, there's a bunch of Hollywood stuff. There's a lot of moving and shaking. I mean, because yeah. now that we've got this, this vaccine coming to... People fix the it. pandemic and everything. There's going to be a lot of moving and shaking and and, and rescheduling of what the plan, you know, trying to get is. back to normal. Right, trying to get back to normal. Yeah. Well, let's just dive the, into more Christmas stuff. Let's try to get, bring up the speed a little bit because um, all right, again, well, Hollywood's always crazy. Getting back into the Christmas spirit, in which case, okay. And before you dive into the Muppets Christmas Carol, go ahead. I actually. Um, I've been I've been watching that show Vikings a lot lately, right? And I'm going to discuss this on further episodes after the holidays. Um, but I, you know me, man. I was always a big history buff, mm-hmm. so I've been digging a lot into just history and just reading articles about different things. and And I've actually found some history on Christmas. Okay, like history. When you say history on Christmas, now I'm not talking like. All of a sudden, now and then Jesus said, "No, like I was I'm say, not, like, you, gotta, <laughs> like you need to specify, like I mean, no, I mean the history of Santa Claus." Okay, there we go. Yeah, let's. So the history in, of, in other cultures. So the history of the character of Santa Claus. Yeah, in other cultures. In other cultures. Yeah, okay. that's that's what I meant. I wasn't trying to go all yeah. Um, so this is the. You said the history of Christmas, and it's probably like. A whole bunch of people that just went click new show. <laughs> yeah, so he's going to get biblical. Have, you're probably going to have to maybe, here. maybe cut that around a little bit. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's the history of Santa Claus. Cool. I'm I'm debating. Should we make this a game? Should I tell you what it is and then see what what culture or what country you believe that it was? I, I you know what I will not guess correctly either way. So <laughs> let's right. just be let's be straight honest right All here. Right. As um, much as I don't know anywhere near as much history, probably so. I would love to say, yeah, let's try it, but I, let's be honest. I'm just going to get everything wrong. So, all right, well, that. Russia has a complicated history with religious holidays like Christmas because of its nearly 100 years under a communist. Um, that discouraged a lot of religious traditions. Before the revolution of 1917, uh, children received gifts on Epiphany Eve, or the 12th night, from a grandmotherly figure called Babushka. And it's not Babadouche. I, I, said, I said this shit earlier and like completely fucked myself up. But a babushka. Not Babadouche. Not Babadouche. Babadouche. Um, babushka. It's gra- it means grandmother. It means grandmother. Russia. Right. Okay. That I didn't know. And the, the legend stated that Babushka lived alone in the woods for many years when she was visited by the three wise men on their way to bring gifts to the newborn Jesus. They asked her to join them. 
but she refused. Later, she regretted her decision, so she gathered some things she had around the house and set out to search for the new little king. She never found him, but still sets out every Epiphany Eve to search for him in every house, leaving some of the gifts for kids along the way. And so that's where Babushka, for for Russia. So that was their version of Santa Claus. Now, you said that it says the 12th night. Is that what you said? The 12th night? Yeah. So two nights ago? Yep. Because today's the 14th. We're recording this on the 14th, so two nights ago. Yep. So, but that was, keep in mind, that was before the revolution of 1917. Okay. Okay. So, uh, after the revolution, the government encouraged belief in a new figure called Grandfather Frost to bring gifts to children. Grandfather Frost is based on an old persification of Frost. Originally, villagers would leave food out for him to satisfy his hunger so he would leave their crops alone. Oh, so he was like, okay, so he was the equivalent of Jack Frost. Yes. So how they say, oh, Jack Frost is nipping at your nose and all that crap. Yeah. So this guy would come in and be like, yo, I'm going to freeze all your corn or whatever the fuck you're growing unless you leave me some food. So I'm going to freeze your potatoes and vodka. I'm going to freeze your potatoes (laughs) straight out of the ground uh, unless you leave me some food. But yeah, later in his image, it shifted to more of a grandfatherly figure who brought gifts to children on Christmas. Because Grandfather Frost was unrelated to the religious story of Christmas, the government chose him as their gift giver to promote belief of. Right. They shifted this day to his gift bringing it to New Year's Eve because the celebration of Christmas was not encouraged. Another winter legend the government approved of was uh, the Snow Maiden. She was the daughter of an old peasant couple who had always wanted a child but could never have one. They built a little girl out of snow and wished for her to come to life. Their wish came true, and the couple was blessed with uh, blessed with a daughter of snow. As spring approached, the snow maiden could not stay and melted away. But to her parents' great delight, she returned the next winter and each one after that. Originally, the snow maiden was not connected to Christmas, but eventually she became as Grandfather Frost's grandchild. And she now travels with him on New Year's Eve each year. For what? To help pass out presents. So she's just like a little sidekick elf? Yes. So like she was like Frosty the Snowman. She was like, I mean, essentially, she you said she melted away every year. Yeah, she was, she was basically like, the Frosty the Snowman. So she's like the Frosty. Sno- she's like she's a Frosty bitch. Yeah, <laughs> and she's out. And then they were like, you know what? She just just no, there's no real cool story with her. So yeah, she's it was. Gonna, it started gonna, from a sad story of two people who couldn't have a kid. Wow. And then only got one during the winter time. <laughs> like that's that's a fucked up story altogether, but. Uh, today, though, I mean, like, it's completely different. Russians are now free to celebrate whatever holidays they want and believe in whatever Yeah, this was way back. In the- yeah, this is just, like I said, a, sm- a small b- brief history of it. That's funny, though. Frosty Bitch was like, yo, I need a better storyline. They were like, <laughs> oh, write her in with the, uh, with the Frost guy. Done. There is another theory with uh, Babushka. I almost said Babagush again. You almost said that shit again. Uh, Jesus. Um, there's another one with uh, another story of Babushka is that she purposefully misled the wise men and soon realized her sin. She places gifts at the bedsides of Russian children, hoping that one of them is the baby Jesus and that he will forgive her sins. Okay. She places gifts at the bedside of children. Now this was a, this was a thing for us as kids growing up. I not the Babushka thing. Hold on. Let me, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Uh, Wait, what? No, let me reiterate. No, (laughs) the, this placing of gift, placing of a gift Next to the bed. If you remember, do you remember this? Yeah, we get one gift every morning. So we would open one gift on Christmas Eve, 
from mm-hmm. each other. Yep. Not like from anything else, but just one gift from each other. Not like a whole, like, because there was a lot of us, so it wasn't like one gift from everybody. No, it no, was yeah. pick one gift and open it. We open one gift from there. That was a tradition. And then Christmas morning when we wake up, Santa would have left one gift unopened, or I, I say unwrapped, unwrapped uh, on our pillow or next to the bed or yeah. I mean, usually not nothing very big. But I think it was more along the lines of two. Um, Here's a toy stay in your room. <laughs> I yeah, I don't know, but that's a good. That's, that's essentially probably what it was. I think that's why mom and dad did that. Play with play with the shit. Yeah, shut the stay in up. your room <laughs> until we're up and the coffee is made. Dude, you remember that mom and dad? They would not let us out of the room until they were up. You make it sound like we were locked in there. We weren't locked in there. We just we had a respect to go. Uh, everyone go into the living room at the same time. Yeah, that's what it was. So let, yeah. let's just let's just reiterate that real quick and say we weren't locked in our rooms for Christmas fucking day. No, yeah, it and it wasn't like a race downstairs to see who could get there first. It was like you you kind of we all the rooms were on one side of the house, yeah. so we would all collect together and then go out. Yeah, and we and we would just in a single file line. And walk out so dad could make sure the video camera was rolling. And yeah, everything. it was. This, our, and then our, he would sit at the uh, the beneath the Christmas tree and just pass out gifts one by one. You know, looking back, our lives were like our lives were like when it came to moments like that because they were videotaped. Like we were kind of destined to be doing the Hollywood stuff. Let's oh, just absolutely. be honest. absolutely. But I think it's funny though. Is that it's like I see. I see, you can watch them now. I see different. Well. Like, I see the way that we had done it, where it was, like, single file, we'd walk out, very military-like, you know, <laughs> it's, you know that was our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, we came out, sat down, and then Dad would pass them out one by one. Right. And, like, it dragged Christmas out. Till noon. Till noon, and we'd be up at, like, 8 a.m. Yeah, or so it, or it, sooner. Like, Christmas morning turned into, like, a four-hour gift-giving extravaganza. Well, and, not- I, and, I, I, and it was it's really cool, because now it's, like... Now you see it, and it's like kids just run out, and Not they're even, like, oh, my God, yeah, and they just start and they ripping, just start ripping yeah, so, open stuff. And, and then I don't, they open all their gifts in 10 minutes, and Christmas is over for yeah, them. And you know every I mean? family, and, but every family is different. Some people enjoy it that way. Some people are like, get it, let's get it over with, and let's get it done, Right. get this mess cleaned up. Now, for us, our family was different. We wanted, A, dad wanted to videotape it all. B, we were like, okay, here's a gift, open it, and then like you had the option at that point to like play with it for a little bit. Like, yeah. take it out of the package and, you know, whatever, and mess with it before there was time for another gift. So we, we kept it at, like, a slower – I don't want to say a slower pace, but it, it did. It drug the morning out, and it drug it, – it, it it was spending time together. Yeah, it was about I – mean, it, 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 it made a longer memory than it is to just rip everything open and look what I got and all of that. Exactly. It was more – I don't know. I want to say dear personal or, organized. Yeah, but organized and – but impersonable, you know what I mean. It was it was quality time that we spent together instead of right. a ten minute quality time. It was a four hour quality time. Yeah, it was, yeah, so it was, it was all morning long. Yeah, but again, every family's different. There's no there's no right or wrong way to do Christmas morning. But I think ours was beneficial in the fact that we prolonged it. Like Christmas, yeah. like as a kid, you know, you you go to bed and you're like. I can barely sleep. It's Christmas Eve. I can't sleep. I can't. Remember, you oh remember laying in bed Christmas oh, Eve? Dude, do I remember, do remember laying, laying in bed Christmas, in bed Eve? Christmas right. Eve going, I can't sleep. Santa Claus is coming. Holy fuck. Oh, I can't dude. wait to see what I get. Do you remember what dad would do for us to like make us keep believing in Santa? Like, okay, I don't know about what he had done for you whenever you were little because there's a pretty decent age gap between me and you. But when I was little, 
and of course I'm I'm the youngest or whatever, so I was the the last one that gave up believing in Santa. Right. Um. But Dad, he he was working at the post office overnight. Side note: Let's hope not. There's no parents listening to our podcast show in their car right now. If your kids are listening, um, just pause and uh, come back to it later. <laughs> But no, like, Dad was working the post office plant. Right. And he was working overnights. So I remember one Christmas Eve, Dad actually, like, slept during the day. Probably because he knew he was going to be up all night and right. then all morning and right. everything. So he, like, he's, he didn't have to work. But he slept all day and then got up, got showered, got dressed, put on his fucking brute cologne and, like, everything. Like, as if he was going to work. He packed his fucking lunch. Like, everything. And then... Said, all right, honey, I'm going to work. Kissed mom goodbye. Walked out the door. Locked the door and everything. Fucking, I'm pretty sure he drove down the street. <laughs> like, came back, climbed on top of the fucking roof. And then started, like, shaking fucking bells to make it sound like This was Santa Christmas Claus. Eve? This was on Christmas Eve. Started shaking sleigh bells or whatever. And mom was out in the living room vacuuming. They had this all fucking planned out. Mom was vacuuming? Mom was vacuuming. It's 9 o'clock. It is 10 o'clock at night. Mom was vacuuming. And mom's vacuuming. That yeah. should have been your first C- Christmas giveaway. Needles. Christmas pine needle, uh, Christmas tree I guarantee you she was vacuuming to cover up his Walking, climbing, to, climbing the roof. to the roof. Yeah. Right. But like she was vacuuming and like I'm a little kid and I can't sleep or whatever because mom was telling me you need to go to sleep. You need well, to go to how sleep. old were you? I could eight. Don't know. I have no idea, man. That was this is so probably right after ago. I moved out. I was, it was so long ago. It might have been I, when I still I, lived there. Fuck, I, I, don't don't I don't remember. I don't remember it. But go ahead, keep talking. Anyway, and so like, Dad, you started shaking the Christmas or whatever, right? And Mom, she's like, "What is that?" And she like, she turns off. She goes, "What is that?" So she turns off the vacuum. Says, "What is that, dude?" I was there. And then I hear I the sleigh bells. Now. And then all of a sudden, I was there. Dad fucking jumps on the roof and like slams down on the roof. Yeah. I remember To now. make it sound like Santa's sleigh had hit the roof. Yep. And mom just comes running into the room and flies. Literally, she jumps from the doorway <laughs> onto my bed next to me. <laughs> and you had already ran into the room. I was in bed already. I was already laying in bed. But mom just like the door was open. She just runs and literally leaves they had to have from no- the doorway onto the bed, and I'm all like, "Oh my god!" Oh my god. <laughs> and just like immediately closed my eyes and passed right out. I think that you probably didn't pass out uh, out of like I need to be asleep. You probably passed out of complete fear. It's <laughs> probably <laughs> you probably fainted. <laughs> just, they let you leave. They let you sleep. Uh, they had to have known you were awake though. To yeah. play that elaborate, to go that elaborate, they might have been like, "Okay, he's not going to sleep anytime soon." Like, dude, that just was... made it worse for me, though. Like, yeah. if I hurt, like, I okay, I talked to Dad about that years later. He's all like, "Yeah, I almost fell off the roof doing that." For you. <laughs> it's like, wow, man, the things you do for your kids. You it's know? crazy. Um, speaking of the things you do for your kids, I'm just gonna we're gonna go into that story too. Screw it, this episode's gonna be all over the place. So when before you were born, clearly. Uh, it was 19, shit, 1986, 86, 87, I don't know. All right. We were living in Delaware. It was just me and Rachel and Grace was a baby. So yeah, this was before we moved to Spain and everything. And we were living in Delaware and it was, it was literally Christmas Eve, I want to say. It was Christmas Eve and, or maybe it was a day two before Christmas Eve. And we were all, it was like a regular thing. We had like a whole, we had, we were living in base housing and we had an upstairs and a downstairs. It was like a two-story townhouse type thing. Mm-hmm. 
And the bedrooms were all upstairs, but the living room and dining room and kitchen were all downstairs. And I remember we were there, and we just got done with dinner. And it was like, you know, we got our pajamas on and was like getting ready or whatever. And it was getting to be, I don't know, like 8, eight o'clock, 7.30, 8 o'clock, about bedtime. And there's a knock at the door. And it's not, I remember it was not Christmas Eve. So it was a couple days prior. I And dad's like, hey. He's like, hey, Bobby. I'm like, yeah. He's like, go see who's at the door real quick. I'm like, it's 8 o'clock at night. Why would I? <laughs> <I'm> fucking... <laughs> but this is the 80s. So he didn't think that way. So yeah, I like yeah, ran to the course. door like a crazy person. I ran to the door and I, I never opened the door at first. I always looked out the window. Right. The door, our door had a window on it. So I looked out the window. And I mean, I was... you do that anyway nowadays. So. <laughs> yeah. But I looked out the window and it's fucking Santa Claus standing there. And I'm like, and I was like eight years old, I think. And I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. And then Rachel's like, you know, she's a little bit younger than me. She's just like, what? I'm like, Santa Claus is at the door. She's like, ah. We both <laughs> run. We both, <laughs> we both fucking run upstairs full speed. Now in the eighties in in Delaware, it's, it's wintertime. It's cold. Yeah. Snow. So you left Santa out in the fucking snow? A, I didn't let Santa in the door. B, didn't even unlock the door. C, we were in full sleeper footy pajamas, <laughs> fucking Ralphie style, running up the the stairs, me and Rachel both. And of course, Rachel, you're slow. Sorry. She's behind me. I don't care. I'm going to bed first. We Oh, the weak raced, as hell that Ben always dude, gets we, left behind. You know? We raced up the stairs. I leap into the bed. Dad and mom, first of all, I think they were... If I remember correctly, I think they were laughing. I don't remember. They tried to cover it up. They were dying laughing. And I know dad had to let him in. And dad's like, come back down here. It's not, you don't, he's at the door. You don't have to go to bed. I'm like, it's Santa Claus. We gotta be asleep. He's like, no, come down here. And I come down the stairs. Me and Rachel come down the stairs and it's Santa Claus. He's in the, he's sitting now in, in the living room. And I'm just like, I'm like, I don't know what to think right now. I'm like, it's fucking Santa Claus sitting in my living room. I'm not asleep. I don't know what's happening. Like, He's clearly here to tell me I'm fucking, I'm fucked. I'm not getting any presents. <laughs> He's like, let's have a discussion. And so, like, when we end up dating, anyways. And so dad's like, you know, what? talk to him and everything. I started talking to him. And he's all like, oh, he's like, I was just, I had these two toys or whatever. And one for you and one for your sister. And I just wanted to make sure that you guys got them. And with all the great chaos of Christmas, I figured I would just come by real early and drop them off now so that you can have them for Christmas morning. And I'm like, okay. And the movie or American Tale yeah. with Fievel the Mouse. Yeah. They were basically, he had given us, they're, they're now collector's fucking edition. I remember that Remember the thing. plush Fievel dolls? Yeah. He gave me and Rachel each one. We only had one of them when I was growing up. Yeah, we, I remember we, only, we only ended up with one of them. Yeah. But we each got one of those Fievel dolls. And we, yeah, it was at the, at the time. Well, at the time, it was like, it was one of our favorite kids movies to watch oh, so we were like it was like a static we were like oh my god it's great and so it was like okay thank you santa claus thank you very much thank you santa claus i'll be good and you know and he leaves you said like a south park character <laughs> sound when you said that, but anyway and he leaves and of course years later i i talked to dad like we do i talked to dad and i'm like well okay who was it who was it and he goes like it's a friend from work it was just a buddy from work who I had bought the files and took him to him and told him and he had set it all up. And I was like, that's, that was a fucking awesome idea. Yeah. Fast forward 2002, 2001. The boys were four, four years age. old. Yeah. Four or five years old. 
and really, really, really wanted Game Boy Advance. Game Boy Color, I thought. No, these were the original sideways Game oh, Boy okay. Advance. Okay. And I had worked I worked at Costco and was working with a guy by the name of Sean who portrayed Santa, had the real beard and the whole nine yards all the time. Yeah, I remember him. Remember Sean? Yeah, I worked with okay. him when I worked at Costco with him. Right. So I had Sean. I said, Sean, my father did it for me. And Sean knows our dad. He grew up with him. Yeah. So I, I went to him. I said, Sean, I said, my father did it for me and had Santa Claus come to the door and bring presents prior to Christmas. Sean's like, I'm really busy. I can't do it prior to Christmas, but I'll make you a deal. It's like, bring me the presents and I'll still make it happen. And I'm like, well, what's the deal? He's like, no, no, no. Just trust me. I'm like, okay. So I got my hands. And these were coming at these Game Boy Advances came out that year. Yeah. So I got my hands on two of them because twins, two of those and two copies of Mario Kart with them and got them to Sean wrapped like, here you go. Christmas morning comes. The twins are twins. Oh, going. They're young. They're you know. They open all their presents and they're happy. But there's that that like 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 in a Christmas story where it's like where he's like talking to Ralphie. He never got his. He's like, red oh light or yeah. He's BB like, did, did you get everything you wanted? No, may, sort of. They did that, and I was like, what the hell? I gave Sean the like. I'm about to be like about to call him up and be like, dude, what <laughs> what's going on? Right. Before I can even think straight, it. I mean, it's nine o'clock Christmas morning. Christmas morning. There's a knock at the door. And I'm like, what? And then there's jingle bells. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and I look at the twins and I'm like, what was that? And then I hear real loud, ho, ho, ho. I'm like, boys, go check the door, quick. They get to the door and much like I did as a kid, look through the window. And in an instant, and I almost I almost started crying. In an instant, did the exact same thing I did, ran and dove into their beds. <laughs> Oh my God! Santa Claus is here. We gotta get to bed. And they ran. They ran down the hallway, dove into oh, their beds, man. and I'm literally going. History repeats itself. I know. Man. I was literally going. Oh my God! I totally did this exact same thing. I said, "No, come on!" And I, of course, I opened the door, let him in. Yeah. He's there in the full getup, the full thing, fucking canvas sack, the whole nine yards, right? Full gear, and he's like, "Yeah." Hey. He's like, "I'm here." He's like, "Listen, Robert and Blake." Um, I was in such a hurry last night, and I was trying to get everything done. I tried to get as much as I could. I forgot to give you guys two more each, or I forgot to give you each one present each. I, they left them in my sleigh. And he turns around and he hands the wrapped gifts one to each of the boys, and they open them up, and those are the Game Boy Advances. Right. And they were like, dude, I mean... Santa Claus showed up. I remember them telling that story last year at yeah, Christmas time, whenever we were sitting around on, on Christmas. So Day. yeah, so um, they said that they would never forget that. No, it's again, it's one of those great memories to have as a kid. Yeah. And so Santa Claus was like, "Okay, well," I was like, "I got to go now." So like, you know, like Sean, thank you so much. He's like, how much do I owe you? And he goes, he goes, this the deal was, I wanted to see your kids' faces open the presents. I was like, I didn't know that was part of it. He goes, I wasn't going to tell you because I didn't want to make it weird. But as long as I got to see them open the presents, it made me feel good. All right. And I was like, that's awesome. So we're walking down and I'm like, I walk out of the house with him thinking he's like parked in the driveway. No. Yeah. I'm like, dude, what? how'd you get here? Like, did you fucking really fly a sleigh here? Because I don't see a car. <laughs> I don't see a car anywhere. He goes, no. He's like, I, my car's loud. And I, so I parked it around the block so they wouldn't hear me pull up. I was not. I was trying to create the moment, and I was like, "Oh, you did a fucking dude! You're 
hundred percent. Amazing. I love it. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, let me walk you to, to your car. So I'm walking him to his car. <laughs> Nine o'clock Christmas morning. Uh, I, I think I know where this is going. We're walking in a neighborhood. Yeah, I was going to say, I remember He's where you lived. He's fully dressed as Santa Claus. <laughs> the kids start all coming out to play with their bicycles and skateboards. And Santa Claus is walking down the street. With a giant fucking knapsack. With a giant empty now knapsack. Oh, yeah. They all come out looking and staring and moving in slow motion like Lord of the fucking Flies. <laughs> I was like, um, dude, you're getting noticed real fast. Might want to pick up the pacer. He goes, yeah, or I'm going to have the whole bunch of questions to answer. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if Sean listens to this podcast or not. But if he does, Sean, dude, thank you so much again. Bottom of my heart yeah, for man, that one. Really that was awesome a great idea. memory. Um, but yeah, so yeah, again, history does repeat itself. So now, going forward, Adam, when, oh. you, have, when you have kids, now you have to pull it off. It's, yeah. It's on you. Yeah. It is we'll see. on you. Anyways, the moment I have a kid is the moment I have to sell my Harley, and I'm not looking forward to that. I, so <laughs> I didn't mean to interrupt your history lesson, but there, everyone just got a little, a little inside scoop on our personal life so no, absolutely man <laughs> this is just great memories i'm glad we shared um all right so back to the history lesson um this one is in italy the gift of giving or the gift giving legend of italy is called Le, and i'm gonna butcher some of these names throughout okay. this whole thing la Bufana, okay and is related to russia's babushka and other christmas spirits Labafana was an old woman who was visited by the three wise men but refused to go with them. Labafana was seen as simply an old woman, though she is a witch, and she is often is referred to as Lestriga, which means witch. She flies on her broomstick on Epiphany Eve, searching for the Christ child in every household by flying into the chimney. Children hang stockings or suits of clothes by the fireplace, and she leaves presents in the stockings or for the pockets or in the pockets of the clothes for the good children, and ashes, coal, or a birch rod for the bad children. Now, the birch rod, I was like, why the hell would they leave that? So she's kind of like that the one before it, where she was flying around or going around looking for the Christ child type thing. Same type of scenario. Right. Okay. Now, with the birch rod, I, I, I found that to be very interesting. Interesting, because I was like, why the fuck would she leave a birch rod in there? And then, that was when I found out about the Chris Kringle, the the name of Chris Kringle, right? Because I've got an, uh, some more about just the different names. Mm-hmm. So there's two theories to the origin of Chris Kringle. One is that the name is simply a mispronunciation and misunderstanding of the Kriskind tradition, which we'll get to. The other is that Chris Kringle began as Belschnickel among the Pennsylvania Dutch in the <laughs> 1820s. Bell and where do you know that from, Bob? Dude, uh, it's from Dwight on The Office. <laughs> That's right. Are you impish or admirable? <laughs> the Belschnickel will tell you. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, he would ring his bell and give out cakes and nuts to small children. But if they misbehaved, they would receive a spanking with his rod. Yeah, like a, it's like a switch. He was. <laughs> that's that. That was the point of the birch rod, was so that their parents could beat their freaking wow. ass. Wow, like here, like here's a paddle. Yeah. So, but in the 17th century, for um, Germany, Austria, and Switzerland, mm-hmm. right? 
Protestant reformers in Germany grew weary of the idea of St. Nicholas, a Catholic saint. They introduced the idea that the Christ child himself, the Christkindle, brought presents on Christmas to teach their children that all blessings come directly from God. Uh, over time, the perception of Christ child changed and began to be depicted by some of a young female angel. Sometimes the Christ as the sometimes the Christ child was accompanied by a threatening spirit called Hans Trap, which always makes me think of Die Hard, Hans right. Gruber, but <laughs> who uh, who punished bad kids um, until the Christ child intervened. So, like, apparently, back in the 17th century, mm-hmm. if you were bad, um, this Hans Trap would show up and kick your fucking ass until <laughs> little baby Jesus decided to step in and break he's the fight like, up. He's like, yo, I brought Hans. <laughs> he's going to kick your ass for a little while. And then when I say he's had enough, he stops. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So, basically, Hans Trap was Jesus' muscle. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, that, that's exactly right. Um, German immigrants brought this tradition to America, where the idea of Santa Claus was already taking hold, and the world Chris Kindel was changed to Chris Kringle, which became another name for Santa. Right. So now we have going forward, we we drop the bodyguard, and now we yeah, have <laughs> Santa Claus. We'll move on to uh, Sweden, Denmark, Norway, and Finland. In Scandinavia, gifts are often brought. They don't even have Santa Claus, by the way. What those ones? Yeah. Uh, They're just like, fuck it? Well, in Scandinavia, gifts are often brought on by Christmas by small household elves with beards and pointed hats. That's it. There's no Santa. There's just Just like the shoemaker elves elves show up and they're just like... The elf on the shelf? Like, in Sweden, they're called, and I'm going to butcher this, Joltenten. J-U-L-T-O-M-T-E-N. I believe you. Um, In Denmark, they're called... Jolnissen in Norway, they are called Julenissen. I, I believe so you. Again, it doesn't, anyway, I totally believe you, but I basically have three different names, and it's just a bunch of secret elves that show up with the toys. Yeah, but for most of the year, the Christmas elf hides in the dark corners of your house until Christmas Eve when he comes out to hide presents around the house for children to find. Sometimes he chooses to punish or reward members of the household without reason. So the family often leaves uh, gifts of food and sometimes even alcohol or tobacco around the house to appease him. <laughs> so, sometimes a family member will dress as the elf on Christmas and knock on the door. Can you imagine dealing with elf on the shelf all year long? Gee, no, man. No, I couldn't do it. Be like, you know what? Just be like, yeah. Well, this is America. You what's, know, so what's I mean, the name I, of your elf on the shelf? I think I think our sister's uh, elf is named Chippy. Fuck, if I think I it's know, Chippy. Dude, I, I don't pay. I think that's hilarious. I think it's more. Chippy, and I <laughs> think they're like, could you imagine? And be like, yo, someone gonna leave some vodka out for Chippy or what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know what their laws are over there, but it's all like, oh, I'm all out of tobacco. I'll just leave this joint for him. Just <laughs> here you go. Maybe that'll mellow him the here fuck out for the chippy. next month. <laughs> just fucking chill for a bit. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Just a sadistic elf leaned up in the dark corner of your house smoking a <laughs> joint. Just like, oh my god, dude, yo. that makes so much sense about all the elf in the shelf memes now. With him smoking and like <laughs> crapping on cookies and <laughs> well, again, they mischiefy. I get that, but. It would make so much more sense. Okay, so this one I thought was also a little kind of fucking terrifying. All right. In Slovakia and the uh, Czech Republic, St. Nicholas brings gifts to the children on St. Nicholas Day each year. He comes to Earth from heaven by sliding down a golden rope like he's a fucking firefighter. (laughs) 
He was joined by an angel and a devil called a Cert, who helped to reward the good children and punish the bad children. The Cert scares the children who have been bad throughout the year by reminding them what will be in store for them in hell if they continue their naughty wow. ways. Wow. Yeah. How come all of the all of this? Okay, let's just take a, a minute here, though. But all of this is just to instill fear into children <laughs> to behave. Yeah, it's because that's all. Children are psychopaths. This, man. Okay, <laughs> that's yeah. why. I get that? Because uh. you know what? And here's my theory with why children are psychopaths. Okay, because they don't know about consequence yet, and they have no filter because. They don't know about consequences. Right. Okay. Yeah. So they will say and do whatever the fuck they want. And as the adult, you have to be the reasonable one to go, you're not supposed to fucking do that. Yeah. 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 (laughs) You know? But yeah. So that's, I just thought it was funny. And it was like, and I could have swore, like I was looking into it because I remember when growing up uh, with our family living in, uh, in Holland at one point Mm -hmm. when you were born. I remember mom and dad saying that over there it was it was Santa Claus, is what they would call Santa. Mm-hmm. And I I thought that it was like Santa Claus would show up, leave gifts and candy for the good kids, and then kidnap the bad kids, take them back to his workshop, and turn the bad kids into candy for all the good kids. Was it turning into candy, or I was uh, they were the elves? I'm not sure. There's a bunch of different stories. There's a story uh, even in Spain, which, which includes the three wise men, where the three wise men show up or outside your go outside your door. You're supposed to leave your shoes outside your door in Spain. Uh, and we did this when we were there. We leave your shoes outside your door in Spain, and the three wise men, as they pass through, would fill the shoes with candy or toys or whatever. Oh. So that hmm. was a thing. I know that. I don't, again, I don't know what the details of it are. I'm just trying to vaguely remember... 20 plus years ago. Yeah. 30 years ago, Bob. I'm, 30. I'm 30 now, Jesus by the way. fucking Christ. <laughs> and with that... And that concludes your Christmas history Yay. lesson. We totally spoke into we a learn? tangent there. We, we've learned that 45 minutes into this, we've probably revealed more childhood memories than we needed to. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but to do a... I don't. Want to, I want to say shallow dive. Let's just say shallow dive. Yeah, all right. Into the Muppets Christmas Carol. Yeah, let's go. Let's. Yeah, we let's go promise, back into the Hollywood. We did. Thing. That's what yeah, we are about. We did promise that we would do that, and so again, for the Patreons voted Muppets Christmas Carol, released in 1992. Okay, so the Muppets Christmas Carol was the first film after the death of Jim Henson and Richard Hunt. Now we all know Jim Henson was Kermit the Frog. Richard Hunt played Scooter. Oh, okay. And he played Janice, the female of the band. Do you remember the two... Oh, also, the, the blonde? Right. Do you also remember the two-headed monster on Sesame Street? No. Okay. Well, for those of you that out there that do remember the two-headed monster, Richard Hunt was one of the heads of the two-headed monster. Uh, so anyway, so Jim, this was the first film after Jim Henson and Richard Hunt had passed away. Right. Now, the original Muppet Christmas Carol script that was written, when they first started doing this, like, let's do the Muppet's Christmas Carol, mm-hmm. their plan was to use... Scooter as the ghost of Christmas past, and Miss Piggy as the ghost of Christmas present, and Gonzo as the ghost the ghost of Christmas future, and it was going to be like a parody of 
the Christmas Carol. Right. Like how the Muppets do. Like it right. was going to be family, you know. Then they were like, let's, well, Richard Hunt passed away. So Scooter kind of had to be redone. So they were like, well, let's, we'll use Robin as the Ghost of Christmas Past and Animal as Ghost of Christmas Future. And we'll let Gonzo be the narrator, which is how the film ends up. Right. Then they were like, you know what? Let's just make three separate ghosts all together because the main character is going to be a human. The Mr. Scrooge will be a human actor. Yeah. One of the actors they considered, they never actually asked, but they considered was actually George Carlin. No shit. That would have been good. It would have been good, but it had been different. Different yeah. film. So it was going to be George. It was they considered. Again, they didn't ask him, but they considered it was George Carlin. He had just come off of um, Bill and Ted. Yeah. You know, and was doing that and some other stuff. Well, it was stand-up comedy. Right. You know, seven and, words you can't say on radio or television. Right. And, <laughs> or whatever it is. And the Muppets were, Muppets were, movies were always notorious for having cameos and people. So they ended up going with Michael Caine, okay, the actor who ends up playing in the right. movie. But Michael Caine's one thing that he said was, if I'm going to do a Muppets Christmas Carol, first of all, A, I'm going to need to pretend that all of the Muppets are actually actors the entire time. Like, if I'm talking to Kermit the Frog, I'm talking to Kermit the Frog. I'm not talking to Steve Whitmire, who plays Kermit the Frog. I'm talking to Kermit the Frog. Right. And I'm doing it. I'm going to do the whole thing like a Royal Shakespearean... Excuse me. A Royal Shakespearean play. So it's going to be done like that. So it's going to be very formal and everything. Right. So they did... They said, okay, that sounds great. They gave Gonzo the part of Charles Dickens. And almost all of Gonzo's, like 95% of Gonzo's dialogue is actually Charles Dickens' words from the book. Oh, no shit. Yeah, it's actually words from the book. In fact, Rizzo the Rat, they added Rizzo next to him in the in the movie to yeah. get to offset that a little bit just to make it funnier. Right. So uh, real quick, another couple of things. Actually, this is the most recent about it. Let me give you that real quick. There was a, a song cut, a, cut out of the film called When Love Is Gone that was performed by Meredith Braun. And it's... It's a song. You may have seen it. You may have not seen it. But she played the love of Ebenezer Scrooge in the Ghost of Christmas Past area. And she sings like a song about how love is gone and everything. The Disney exec at the time, because Disney was producing it. They didn't own the Muppets at the time, but they were just producing the film. Right. The Disney executive at the time thought, eh, this is slowing the film down. Cut it. And they cut the song out. Like the whole sequence. Like everything. Then... There was big controversy because it was in the theatrical release, it was in one of the DVDs, it was on the Laserdisc, and then it wasn't, and then it was in the remake, it wasn't in, or the remake, uh, re-release DVD, it wasn't in. So if this, if you have a copy of it with the song, without the song, there's all this up in the air. And then it came out that Disney lost the footage of the original. Oh, shit. Yeah. Well, officially, as of December 9th, exactly six days ago, they finally came out and said that a Disney archivist found the original footage of the song oh no shit and they are implementing it back into the 4k release when it does come back out oh right on yeah so that's a good thing that's a good little that's a new up-to-date yeah little uh tidbit about it uh that guy at disney got a promotion yeah you know that that much (laughs) shit you know that some of the other stuff that was cut uh they never even filmed there was like songs by bunsen and beaker and sam the eagle which could be heard on the soundtrack but they were never filmed because they just they just didn't fit the story Right. I didn't fit the storyline. The only other couple of things I have is that the film did not do well in the box office because it went up against Home Alone 2. Ooh. So it got burned. Yeah, yeah it got burned. And I feel like Muppets always got the short end of the stick did. when it came to box office. 
Now, do you remember the part in the film, and this is a little spinoff Even too. the new movies. Do you remember the part in the film where Kermit the Frog's walking through the town and he sees the shooting star? Dude, I haven't seen that. Muppet okay, that's fine. Carapon, For those of you who have recently watched it or remember the scene, Brian Henson, Jim Henson's son, this mm. was his first direct director debut. He was 28. This was his first big outing as a director. Right. So there's that scene where he sees the shooting star. Okay. Going forward from Muppets Treasure Island, which came out after, like a year or two later, there's a scene where Kermit sees the shooting star. In the the new movie, The Muppets, that came out a couple years back, Yeah. there's a scene where Kermit sees the shooting star. All of that time, every single time you see that, it's a tribute to Jim Henson. Oh, that's awesome. And any Muppet movie you see where Kermit sees is standing there, usually alone, because in one of the original Muppet movies... I, I think uh, I think the actual original Muppet movie, he sees a shooting star when he's like stranded in the desert or something. And so Brian Henson has made sure that that scene has always gone into a Muppet movie as like a tip of the hat to his father. That's awesome. I, that's something I didn't even know. And I've studied the Muppets hard. Yeah. Like I know a lot there is to know about the Muppets, but I didn't even know that. So to find that out, I thought was a really, really cool idea. Uh, I think that's, I mean, honestly, like I said, it's just a shallow dive here. I don't want to go too far, but I think that's it. The only other thing that was up in for controversy was at the very last scene when Scrooge is having dinner with Bob Cratchit and all that. Mm-hmm. And you could see Scrooge's nephew sitting there. He's a human actor. I can't think of his name, but he's sitting there and he's sitting there alone. Everyone, <laughs> all the fans were like, oh, did he totally like, did his wife totally leave him? Like, she's not there celebrating. Did she was like, you know, and they thought it was like a thing. But no, it turns out that Robin Weaver, the uh, British actress, was unavailable to shoot that day. That's the only reason why she's not at that final scene <laughs> of the film. It's not. It's not a turmoil of like oh, a man. part of the story. That that but, hits uh, a little close to home. Yeah. So I couldn't tell you how many times we'd be on set and we'd be all like, the "Fuck is this guy? So and so's not here." Well, God damn it! Looks like we're changing the scene. All uh, right. Yeah. Let's back to the quick rewrite. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So I just that's you go. There you go. There's a quick. Shallow dive in the Muppets Christmas Carol. There was, of course, a ton more information, but I'm not gonna. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I'm not gonna spend all 30 minutes on it. No, not not shoot, nude. Not when we got more Florida Man. There is a North Florida Man stories. I wish it was Christmas, but it's not. It's not. But there is. I've got some good ones. I do, Bob. I know. I I've, have. Uh, I know. I, I know. Have you've one. got one. I'm. I'm gonna go first. Then I'm gonna go first. Yeah, here. go for it. So. Let me give you the backstory of this one. This Florida woman, okay, decides that she wants to hold up a Burger King with a BB gun. Okay. Yeah. Follow me on this one. This is a little, this is kind of like a long one. It's kind of like a two-parter here. The first part is the woman, Florida woman, decides that she's going to hold up a Burger King with a BB gun. Okay? The cops show up. She aims the BB gun at the cops. They shoot at her and hit her in her legs. Okay. She okay. loses both of her legs. No shit. Yeah. Loses both of her legs. Well, I mean, okay, it, if I'm working at Burger King and yep. you, well, if I'm working at Burger King, you could shoot me in the face with anything. But if I'm working <laughs> <laughs> um I'm if I'm working uh, uh, anywhere and somebody points a BB gun at me trying to rob me, yo, I hope you have a backup plan. <laughs> like well, cuz I'm going to take that thing from you. But continue. Okay, so she lost her legs, and then she was supposed to go to court, right? Yeah. For the whole holding up the Burger King with a BB gun. Yeah. Well, this, this, is her this was in Winter Haven, Florida, by the way. 
So those of you listening, Winter, Winter Haven. Haven. Winter Haven. Okay, so I'm just gonna call out where it was now. Near, Fuck it. near my Winter, uh, <laughs> Winter Haven. The cops were coming to like, you know, hey, you missed your court date. We have to arrest you. Take you in. Her boyfriend's all like, yo, you don't got any legs. Why don't you just hop in this plastic hamper <laughs> and <laughs> no puts shit. her into a plastic like container? Like he tries to hide his girlfriend in a plastic like I I don't know maybe it was a trash can. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna say it had to have a lid. <laughs> So he tries to put her in like a trash can, a plastic kitchen trash well, can. I mean, Here's the problem. She didn't have any legs, so it's not like she could be like, no, get away from me and run away. Right. She didn't have much of a choice. It was like get in this hamper or go to jail. <laughs> right. Like, well, the only reason, the old, because when the cops got to the, when cops, when he opened the door, when the boyfriend opened the door, he told the cops, oh, there's, there's no one here by that name. I don't know what you're talking about. But one of the cops walking up. Saw through the window, him put her in the hamper. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> or put her in the, the can. So that's the only way they knew that she was for sure inside. That's fucking hilarious. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And it's only listed as a plastic bin, but I don't know how many plastic bins will fit a four foot. This tall is in a hotel? Woman. No, this is a dude's house. Like oh. at the dude's house. Anyways, what you got? A 43 year old self employed Tampa man. Has mm-hmm. made it past the first hurdle in his selection process to potentially choose the first team to attempt not only a manned mission to the planet Mars, but to colonize it. Oh, really? My heart is there, you know? I want to be a part of this mission. That was his quote. Okay. Here's his girlfriend's quote. If he should go, of course I will be sad. But it's not my style to stand in front of somebody's dream. Okay, what am I missing here? What I feel like I'm missing part of it. Is he is he going to Mars? He's okay, yeah. No, Florida man is leaving Florida to go colonize Mars. On his own. Without so NASA. far. Without NASA. <laughs> so, no, it's I think it's he's actually signing up to like leave with NASA or some sort of oh, sub company oh, oh, okay, or something. Okay, okay. To be one of the first people to go colonize Mars. But his girlfriend is all like yeah, if he wants to go, he can go. I ain't going. <laughs> like, she's like, fuck him. <laughs> to, yeah, no, exactly. To me, that sounds like she's like, that's a way out of this relationship. <laughs> she's stuck in a relationship with the Florida man. Like, of course she Yeah, she's out. like, yeah, go to Mars. Yeah, yeah, go it. to Mars. Peace Do out. It. You go to Mars. Here we go. I like this one. I think I just think it's funny. Florida man walked up to the counter of the inner secret shop in Vero Beach and asked worker... Asked the uh, employee some questions about a sex doll. Following the perp's question, he grabbed the doll off the counter and ran out of the store without paying for it. While the Jenna Jameson doll is not further described by investigators, <laughs> it appears likely that the stolen uh, stolen item was the Jenna, Jenna Jameson Extreme doll, a battery-powered model in the likeness of a 39-year-old porn star, along with a vibrating ultra-soft mouth, the full-size Jameson doll. Oh, my God. Here's my question. No, I have no questions. How the fuck did he just... That sounds like a very heavy piece of equipment. I, <laughs> like it's, I have no idea. And he just fucking bolted out the door. <laughs> like, that That just that sums up the Florida man pretty well, I'd say. Daytona Beach, local college. Okay? All right. Florida man and his girlfriend spent two days locked in a closet before they called 911. Okay. 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 I would probably give up after 24 hours, but here's the kicker. Ready? Uh huh. Um, the officers get there, find out the closet wasn't locked, <laughs> it was unlocked the entire time, and evidence of crack smoked. 
<laughs> and poop everywhere. Oh. <laughs> there's always... Dude, they're like, he's like, let's go in the closet shit. and smoke crack and take shits. It's going to be great. Smoke some fucking crack with me, bro. <laughs> it's going to be great. Smoke two days. crack with me. Two days. For two whole days? With his girlfriend. So they just... Smoking crack and Sat in the closet for two days, shitting everywhere and smoking crack? I take it back. That sums up the Florida man to the T. All right. And with that, I will leave you with this last one. Elderly Florida man caught masturbating in a McDonald's parking lot claims his privacy was invaded. (laughs) When deputies arrived, they found a man later identified as Spencer Toner. Yeah, I'm going to call you out, old man. Sitting in a Mercedes Benz, looking at pornographic pictures on a small laptop while masturbating. Deputy knocked on the window of the Mercedes. Toner immediately shut off his laptop and rolled down his window. Toner told deputies he was there to get a bite to eat. He then t- a Florida man then told him he was homeless and living out of his car and that they were invading his privacy. In a Mercedes. In a Mercedes Benz. Listen, if you homeless... Sell your Mercedes. Sell, sell your Mercedes. Don't be that guy. Don't be the Florida man. Don't don't be that guy. Well, I mean, what would you what would you rather be like homeless in a Mercedes or homeless without a Mercedes? Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, would you <laughs> I mean, rather be homeless too. on a bicycle? That's would you be homeless on a sidewalk? Or... I got a Florida man about a bicycle. I'll leave that for next week. <laughs> oh, uh, anyways, uh, we'll have more stuff up about uh, Muppets Christmas Carol behind the scenes on our patreon and possibly even more pictures of the florida man stuff it's gonna be great yeah yep check out our patreon for all of that and um and again we can't we have to reiterate the presents are going to be going out so you should be getting them next week week, yeah the week of christmas yep the week of christmas which is really cool like before christmas i i i kind of got a little sneak peek of what's going to be in that the patreon is sending out and it's uh it looks pretty it i'm a little jealous Dude, that we I think that I think we got the hookup. We got we got our Patreons the hookup on this one. Yeah, we did for for this one. So and we appreciate them. So there's yeah, that. absolutely. Uh, but again, the music's already started, so I think we're gonna have to call this episode. Yeah, man, I had a great time tonight. It's been fun. They've learned a lot more about us, I think, than we wanted them to. But that's okay. <laughs> it's the holidays. No, I'm cool with it. <laughs> yeah. All right, hey, y'all. Thank you for listening to the Ray Hart Rundown. Yeah. Uh, we will talk to you again next week, which. Yeah should be christmas yeah so the episode will come out before christmas this one no the next episode will come out actually before christmas yeah yeah so keep an eye out for that we'll actually release it before christmas yeah we'll do a big holiday spectacular great (laughs) all right we'll see you next time bye y'all